When you bring your child home for the first time, you want a baby monitor you can trust. When you choose Stork, you choose technology trusted to monitor 10 million babies in hospitals every year. Stork continuously tracks your baby's pulse rate, oxygen saturation, and temperature. Visit MassimoStork.com to learn more. Stork, a revolutionary baby monitor, is born. Stork is not a medical device. Read and understand all product labeling. Massimo data on file. Hey there. Welcome to 7th Heaven, a lesbian recap. I'm Lindsay, and I'm joined by my co-host and real-life partner, Carling. We're diving into the 90s hit drama through today's lens. Get ready for our off-the-cuff commentary and peeling back the layers of the Camden family. We'll tackle everything from family rules, life lessons, and 90s fashion. Join us every week for a light-hearted queer perspective and a trip down memory lane. Whether you're a diehard fan or new to the show, this recap is for you. So find us anywhere you get your podcasts at 7th Heaven, a lesbian recap. Hi, if you're just joining us for the first time, I'm Michelle. And I'm Carling. And we've been best friends for over 20 years. And we've got our fair share of trauma. So we decided to start a podcast. We interview everyday people with stories to share. No topic is off limits. This is... I did not sign up for this. She looks at the pinks of my eyes. And then I swear to God, she licks my forehead. And she's like, someone put a hex on you. You have the evil eye. And I'm like, what? What's wrong with me? Hey, Michelle. Hey, Carling. How's it going? Good. How are you? We're losing it a little bit. We've been trying to record some things and it's taking forever. And we had a bright and early interview at 830 this morning. So we have been podcasting for a while today. Yeah, half a day. But we interviewed Lisa, the medium that we have both seen and had some incredible readings with and she's going to be on our patreon i know so exciting you can hear how much of a loser i was during my reading (laughs) (laughs) yeah so if you do want to hear us talk to lisa check us out on patreon it is a monthly subscription where you are supporting the work that we do Mm -hmm. and you get a bunch of bonus episodes two a month to be exact We give you bonus episodes. We give you a bonus video if you're on our top tier. You get discounts off our merch. You can get some of our patron episodes a day early, depending on what tier. We're going to do a draw for Lisa's, a a reading with Lisa. Oh, yeah. We're doing, yeah, we're going to do in November, we're giving away a reading with Lisa. Mm -hmm. And in October, if you're a Patreon by October 31st, you get entered into a draw for a book from one of our other psychic guests. Yes, Corby. And you do get instant access to all of our episodes that are on there immediately as soon as you join. And there are over 60, which I think is amazing. Yeah. I have a funny list of things that we need to talk about that I just like wanted okay. to remember. But okay. you said you were really fired up. No, I was half joking, but I had a really... Not that I'm fired up, but I have a lot to talk about. Usually when you're like, how was your week? I'm like, I don't know, blah, blah, blah. But this week was a lot. Is it about your boobs? Okay, it started with a boob injury. I was moving my treadmill, so that was my first mistake. And handles that stick out that you put your hands on. You can either hold the front bar or you can hold the sidebars. I went to tip it because the floor in my laundry room is just those like foamy puzzle pieces that you put together. Mm. Yeah. So I went to move it and it got caught and then it slammed back down. And that arm thing got me right in the boob. Oh. So I got a really big bruise. So that hurt like crazy. And then I was sitting down on the couch and Claire decided to jump from the arm of the couch onto me. But she landed directly on my already hurt boob. boob. And Kate was there when I hurt myself the first time. And she's like, mom's boob already hurts. Get off of her. (laughs) Okay, anyways. So yeah, so I have an injured breast. It hurts a lot. Next thing that happened was that it was my day off on Wednesday. And I haven't had a day off during the week in at least five or six weeks because work has been crazy. So I was very excited to have a day off so I could catch up on all the things that I needed to catch up on. I have eight hampers of clean laundry that needed to be folded. So I motivated myself by putting on like a, I was like, I'm going to make a TikTok out of this. I'm going to do a a time lapse. Yeah. So I did a time lapse of myself folding all this laundry. And then as I'm folding one of the baskets, I feel something on my face. And it is a spider that has decided to crawl across my face. 
What's so worse is that it crawled it all the way up your body. Oh, thank you for. Yeah, like how long that. had it been but hanging yes, out? <laughs> Just give right? me the willies. Yeah, watching me fold laundry like a jackass. So yeah. I had to wipe it off my face and kill it with a sock, and and then my day spiraled downhill from there. My phone completely stopped working, like literally stopped working. And this has happened to other people that have an iPhone. Their phone literally just freezes. None of the apps were working. I couldn't even turn it off. I was like Googling how to turn it off. I was trying all the tricks, like nothing was working. So I just had to let my battery drain overnight for it to finally die. And then after it did, it worked again. So that sucks because I couldn't listen to my podcast and I couldn't get phone calls or text messages or anything. And then I needed to go get gas in my car. I was getting paid the next day, but I knew that I had $50 in my bank account just to put in my gas tank to get me to work, basically. Yeah. And I went to the gas station and I put in my card and it said declined. So then I put in $40, declined, 30 declined, 20 declined. I'm like, what is going on? Like, and at this point, you can't I even have, check your online banking I because your phone's not working. I can't check my online banking. Exactly. I get home and I'm trying to check my online banking on my computer, on one of my kids' phones. But then there's the two-step verification, yeah. trying to set a notification to my phone, which I couldn't get. So I'm trying to deactivate it. But then I need to know my password. I need to know how much I paid on my line of credit last oh, month or God. what all this stuff, right? Yeah. I barely made it to the gas station. I barely made it home. The next morning I have to get everybody to school plus myself to work. I called the online banking people and I was like, I think maybe somebody has charged my card and taken the last little tiny bit of money that I had, which is like yeah. such a joke. Turns out somebody in, I think they said Vancouver, had charged my card for some like online gaming, which at first I would have been like, it's my kid, but it's not because like they could tell that it was done in Vancouver. So I was just like, are you kidding me? Like I am broke. (laughs) And now somebody has taken the last amount of money that I have. So then the next day I ended up being able to fill my gas tank because I got paid, moved money onto my credit card so that I could use it and replace my debit card. Went to work. And then the next night, both of my girls were sick. I guess Friday night. So they both came home from school, not feeling good on Thursday, basically slept from getting home from school all the way until the next day. And then they started puking and had really high fevers. I don't know if you know this, but there's a children's Tylenol and Advil shortage. So I went to shoppers and this lady was like unpacking boxes and she happened to have Tylenol. So I grabbed that and tried to drug my kids. My kids hate taking medication. So that was a whole thing. And yeah, so they were throwing up all Friday. I had to miss work. Still throwing up on Saturday. Had to miss work again, which I hate doing. I just was having a really bad time. Like I felt really down and depressed and unmotivated and not feeling good. Feeling like I caught their germs. And anyway, things are a little bit better today. Everybody's healthy again. I think the lesson here is that maybe you shouldn't have killed that spider. Oh my God. (laughs) And it snowed. So that's also probably because I killed the spider. Yeah. Yeah. On Saturday. So all of this is my fault. On Friday. So Lindsay's car was doing this like cute thing where it wouldn't start. And yeah, but it, it wasn't even like trying to turn over. It's all the lights were dim when she would turn the key Okay. And after so, like, a few the battery minutes, was dead? this is what it seemed like. Okay. So we borrowed a trickle charger from Lindy and it did I have nothing. used that same trickle yeah, charger. Yeah, <laughs> a very popular trickle charger. And, <laughs> and it didn't do anything. So then she was like, can I, she had the day off Friday. She was like, can I just drive you to work and then I'll figure out my car during the day. I'll call the dealership and see it's like a, it's like a 20... 19 it's like a new car okay yeah she dropped me off at work and then on the way back home she just had to and she also had like hair appointment doctor's appointment and something else that she had scheduled and so as she had to stop at the skating rink to get olivia's skates for a road trip the next day she heard this like hissing noise and she looked down and the front passenger tire was like rapidly deflating oh my god like Julie, on your car on my car so we were down to one car just mine and my now that car was that the cat in your car <laughs> <laughs> of 
fair. I did say hissing. Just this random uh, cat is like hissing at her while she's trying to drive around. <laughs> and so she's like, shoot, what am I supposed to do? And so she calls me and I'm like, okay, the tires are actually under warranty, I'm pretty sure. But because Lindy, who's my ex, had gotten the tires when we were together, the warranty's in her name and they won't switch oh, it over. Gosh. So I had to call her. She had to call Canadian Tire. And they, she was like, hi, my friend has my car and this happened. And so they're like, okay, if you can get it here, we'll look at it in the next few days, but we're very busy. Oh my God. And so then Lindsay's ex, Greg, had to come and pick her up. Oh, she had the two girl dogs with her, plus a bag of dog food. Plus now Olivia skates and the back passenger tire also started going flat. Oh my and so gosh. What the spare tire wouldn't. Yeah. So the spare tire wasn't going to do anything for us because we only have one. She's like, I'll just call AMA. And I'm like, okay. So Greg picks her up, takes her home. She calls AMA and they were like, you actually never renewed your oh, <laughs> membership. No. And so it was like 140 bucks to like yeah. renew her membership. So then she had to call back. So she ends up getting her car, which isn't starting very reliably. But at this point, we're down to nothing. And she brings her car to the dealership. They were like, okay, yeah, your car's still under warranty until 60,000 kilometers. And she looked and she was at 62,000. And they were like, we'll we'll charge you to look at this. We don't have the money. Now we're down to no cars. She's supposed to bring her daughter to Red Deer the next day for this big skating workshop. And so she goes to Canadian Tire, buys a new battery, does it herself. Yeah. And it fixes it. Amazing. So her car seems fixed. She gets my car to Canadian Tire. That's a whole muck around. And we don't know when they're going to call. They called that night and they were like, yeah, there was a nail in both of your tires. So she must have, I don't know how you drive over two nails on the same side at the same time. Like That's crazy. Yeah. So they fix them for free, thankfully, because they're under warranty. And then my stepdad just took pity on me. And he was like, I got a guy at Cal Tire. And he's like, you bring in those winter tires Monday. They're going to put them on for you. And so tomorrow I have to get my car to Cal Tire to get my winters on because Saturday we woke up to a foot of snow. Yes. Okay. My first question is, and I think everybody would like to know, what did Lindsay kill? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Probably the whole spider family. Absolutely. My goodness. Yes. We woke up to a lot of snow. I think we all convinced ourselves that it wasn't going to happen this year. Or at the very least, we still had time. Yeah. What a week. Okay, can I tell you something random that I learned this week? Yeah. Okay, this is going to be a good news for a lot of millennials, including myself. Oh, okay. Tramp stamps are back in. Are they? Or is there just a group of millennials committed to making tramp stamps back in? No, TikTok (laughs) has declared and the Gen Zers have confirmed that tramp stamps are not cool again. 20-year-olds are getting tramp stamps okay so it's a good thing i canceled my laser appointment (laughs) i am cool i am now cool again so should i be making an appointment to get barbed wire around my bicep oh that could be next that could be next or like a nice tribal situation yes yes. or a dolphin you get the dolphin your pubic area classic yeah. It's all coming back. Oh boy. I don't even know where to go with this. No, I don't even Other than to on. say, I've had so much fun editing this episode this week because it is with our new American best friends, Jen and Jill. They are the best. And we got to be on their podcast. Yeah. And I think it comes out this week, like I think on yes, Thursday. On Thursday. And yeah. so we'll share it over on Facebook and Instagram because they're going to do a poll to get mm-hmm. listeners to judge which story that was told was the best. So we all were asked to bring a scary location and everybody gets to vote on which one is the scariest. Yeah. And Jen and Jill are going to join us on the Patreon. We do a Wet Wednesday mm-hmm. and it's a video episode where we drink and talk about a hot topic and so they're gonna be hopefully we got to schedule it but hopefully for the december one i'm so excited they are just so much fun and lovely yeah and their podcast is great so yes check out their podcast common mystics anywhere that you get your podcasts all right let's get into it all right okay bye bye 
hello, Jennifer and Jill. Hi. Hey. Oh my God, we're so excited to be talking to you today. We love you guys. We're excited to be so happy to talk to you. We had so much fun on your podcast. So much fun. Like I already feel like we're international best friends. I know for real. real. (laughs) So I reached out to you guys. I don't know. It feels like a couple of months ago and I was so nervous. And I was like, gosh, I was like, hi, my name's Carling. And I also have a podcast. And (laughs) I was like, I don't know if they're going to see it, but you guys were so kind to reply to us. And then we came up with a way for us to collaborate. I know. I love it. I think I'm, we're always excited to meet people that, and especially people who are doing this work that understands like the scheduling and how taxing it can be, Mm -hmm. but you guys are adorable and we had so much fun. We love it. it Well, for anybody who's just listening and hasn't heard who you are yet, can you guys each introduce yourself and maybe tell us a little bit about who you are? Where do you live? All of that. You want to go first? Sure. I'm Jennifer James. I live in Plainfield, Illinois. I'm Jill Stanley. I live in just north of Battle Creek, Michigan. We are sisters. And we are psychic. Yeah. And we have a podcast called Common Mystics, where we travel in our car and use our psychic ability to find stories and give voice to the voiceless. And we talk about those stories in our process on our podcast. The stories are unknown to us and they have to be verifiable. Right. So while we're driving around, Jen is writing. I'm usually the driver just for sure. argument's sake. Yeah. Usually the, yeah. That's fair. Just, if we want to get somewhere, I'm driving. <laughs> Probably a little too fast and a little uh-huh, too aggressively. Uh-huh. And so while we're in the car, Jen and I, Jen is my navigator. She's like, how are you feeling? Where are you being pulled to? And we'll get little signposts along the way. And Jen's taking notes as we do that. And a lot of times we stop in random little itty bitty towns that seem to have their own personalities and we get out and we walk around and we continue taking notes on our impressions that we're Mm -hmm. getting. I just love it. Oh, thanks. It's fun. We like it. We do it just for fun. Like before the podcast, just as sisters, like, what are you going to do today? Let's find a cemetery. Like literally. Do you guys, where, I don't know, like geographically, are you guys close together? We're about 180 miles away from one another, which is safe distance, right? (laughs) Yeah, that's (laughs) how it is. You're going to be too close. You don't want to just pop it around. (laughs) Yeah. And so maybe take us back. First of all, who's the older sister? I'm the older sister. Yeah. Seven years older than Jill. And is it just you two, or do you have other siblings? Too many other siblings. (laughs) Two sisters between us two. And then we we have half, a half sister and a half brother as well. Oh, wow. That are older than us. Oh, okay. So like Mm -hmm. your parents were married and had kids with other people and then found each other and had four kids. Oh, Mm -hmm. God. Gosh, let me tell you what happened. Basically, but all right, go ahead. So my dad dated my aunt when we were like, when my mom was a kid, right? And my mom had a mad crush on my dad when they were like kids and he knew it too. Yeah. And then, so he grows up, he moves out of the neighborhood. They were growing up in Chicago. He goes to the army or something, comes back. He's already married and mom doesn't uh-huh. know. Wink, doesn't know. Wink, wink. And then Jennifer came along Hi. and there was already <laughs> two babies with the, his ex-wife. Okay. Yeah. So that's how that happened. We're still working through some of the issues surrounding <laughs> that situation. Isn't so, yeah. that the truth? Yeah. <laughs> that's so crazy. He got around. Yeah. He was he got like, around. literally, it's embarrassing. Our dad was, he's a very attractive man. Let me look at that. Yeah. And women yeah. would throw them. It's so embarrassing. Like when we were kids, we would go to Ponderosa. Do you guys have those there? Yeah, I've been no, to Ponderosa in Michigan. Yeah. It's like a steakhouse, but it's like a buffet. buffet. Yeah. So good. The women would like literally flirt with our dad, like in, with all his children there. There'd be like six of us and we'd be like, Jesus. And he would just <laughs> eat it up. It would oh be super embarrassing. Oh my God. And so but, are your, yeah. were, did your parents stay married for a long time? Are they both still around? They are. They are neither is around and they actually dad really didn't raise us it was really mom I never lived in the same house as my dad because he was like a womanizer actually mom did a spell to keep dad out of the house she sure did oh my god had enough she was over it I feel like our dads are very similar so my dad really my dad just passed away in February and at his yeah thank you but at his funeral 
I was like, which wife do I invite? I invited all of them. And <laughs> I, love that. I felt like I needed to address. And so I made a comment in the eulogy. I said, if you knew my dad, you knew he had a love of weddings and you had probably been to several because oh. he was married, I think five times. Five times. Oh, oh, wow. But I only have one sister with my like mom, like only one. And so I did a DNA test and I was sure I was gearing up to reach out to all of my half siblings. And so far there's nothing. Wow. Cause he was very charming and very handsome and like women just left their husband. Yeah. 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 Our dad should have went drinking. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The ladies. That's so funny. Where did you guys grow up? In the Chicagoland area. Forest Park is a suburb of Chicago, but we also lived in different suburbs. And then Jill actually lived in the city of Chicago with mom and grandma for a time. But our mom and our grandma and our aunts, because our mom was raising us basically by herself for most of our childhood, she really relied on her family to help. And so we were always around our grandmother, who was the matriarch, her mother. joke that uh, our aunt Jeannie and our mom were our parents yeah. they would be like they raised four girls like that was yeah. the, the joke yeah but they were all like super mystical we have always known that our grandma was not only devoutly catholic and would do the rosary twice a day and go to church every single day but she also talked to dead people and had dreams that would come true and she also did like earth magic-y things. Earth so, magic. Tell them a story about the evil eye. Oh my God. So apparently, <laughs> I, I don't even, you are so funny, Jill. Okay, <laughs> Jill does it. Jill I will tell the spy. I will she tell that story. <laughs> I don't funny. have that story prepared. Like, when we, sorry. When we were kids, like if you were at our grandma's house, you were always at the kitchen table. Like yeah. you just yeah. were. This is like hanging out, coffee, whatever. So Graham and Jen are sitting at the kitchen table and grandma looks at Jennifer and goes, look at me, what's wrong with you? And she says it in her half Polish voice. She's like, wait, and Jen's like, what? Nothing. And she's like, what'd they do to you? (laughs) First, she comes up to me and she does this to my eye. Like she pulls down my lower eyelid and she looks at (laughs) the pinks of my eyes. And then I swear to God, she licked my forehead. And she's like, someone put a hex on you. You have the evil eye. And I'm like, what? What's wrong with me? What happened? So she went through this whole ritual where she got a piece like Wonder Bread. She opened up the Wonder Bread. She got a piece and she pinched bread from the center of the loaf. I mean, and then she put it in a glass. Evil hex. Apparently, I hope you guys are taking notes. So she (laughs) she put it in the glass. She filled the glass with water, and then I think she salted it. She took a little sip. This is gross. I'm going to say it anyway. It's a safe yeah. place. I feel like it's, <laughs> yeah. a, safe it's a very Let safe place. Yeah. Thank you. She took a little sip and then she spit it back in the water and then she gave it to me. And you had to drink uh-huh. it? I had to drink it. Yes. And of course I did because I was yeah. freaking hexed. There's a like, hex. You do what you got to right? do. You do what you have to do yeah. when you have the evil eye. Anyway, I don't know if it worked or not. We never had a follow-up sit down for her to tell me if I was cured. But, do you know, um, yeah, my entire like life, I literally thought that like she just bought bread with holes in it like I had absolutely no idea I'm not kidding it was like like yeah. last year I was like I thought that was just a type of bread no. you know how like you buy rye bread no she's doing hexes that is so hexes. funny I have a question though being Catholic formerly Catholic myself my husband was very he didn't like mediums or like talking not that he didn't like them but he, he was very aware that like in the Catholic faith you totally believe in all that stuff Mm -hmm. but if you're letting in good spirits then you are also letting in bad and you can't control what you're letting in so I'm just interested like did your grandma also believe that grandma that's a great question that is a great question our family is from eastern Europe if you think of like the mysticism of the eastern Europeans is it's it's very different than orthodox catholic that right. you would assume. Think of the Kabbalah and the mysticism of Judaism compared to the Orthodox Jews. That, and I am of the belief that Catholicism is like straight up witchcraft. <laughs> like the alchemy, <laughs> like the incense, yeah. the candles. Yeah. Your bread the and the wine. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Yeah. So, I mean. Plus visitations. Yeah. How many times in the Bible do the angels come? Right. Yeah. Don't yeah. even get to Daniel. 
don't even get to Daniel and the lions yeah. <laughs> and interpreting the dreams. No. So we were raised by our mother who was very much the black sheep of the family who taught us because she wasn't to, Catholic. She was Catholic, well, she's Catholic, but, but she, she didn't go to like, church. Right. She yeah. didn't practice. Yeah. Right. She didn't mm-hmm. practice, but she taught us not just to take something with a grain of salt. She'd be like, what do you think about that? I'm like, mm-hmm. I think this is bullshit. <laughs> Cause she yeah. would tell me, yeah. she was like, I can get more out of taking a walk down the street than going to church. Then I'm going to take a walk down the street. So that was our mom. My grandma called her the doubting Thomas. <laughs> now keep that in mind. But mom had gone to a pilgrimage to Lourdes and was dipped by the little nuns in the grotto. And yeah. so she very much a part of the mysticism around Catholicism, but not just so much of the tradition in the Orthodox. Getting back to grandma though, she could experience both. I'm getting back to Michelle's question about like letting in the good because you yeah. let in the evil too. Don't and I have, do it. I'm going to go here. Is story this is like family lore at this point. And as children, it scared the crap out of us. Like, so I don't know why I was told the story when I was like five. <laughs> I literally don't understand why this was like over the dinner table talk at my house. I was like, I don't <laughs> want to be here. Okay. So, so the first thing you have to know about her grandma is you would be sitting in her kitchen with her. And when she wasn't like curing you of the evil eye, she would suddenly stop talking, stop the conversation and go, wait, she'd hold up her finger and then she'd look and she'd be like, someone just came here for prayers. I need to go pray for this person. So like a ghost, a spirit would walk into, you wouldn't see anything, but she would see it. And then she'd get up, she'd go into her bedroom where she had her little shrine and the infant of frog and the blessed mother and all her candles. And she would kneel down and she would say the rosary for whatever soul happened to wander into the kitchen that day and ask her for help. Okay. Another thing about our grandma, which is true for anyone who had met her, there's a certain reverence The ambiance around our grandma, just being in her presence, you felt like you were at church, right? Right. You felt protected. You felt in the light. Right. It's like she projected this light. So you felt safe. So that's what we knew about our grandmother. We'd experienced this many times. Grandma talks to dead people. But don't tell anybody because no one's going to believe you. You don't say anything outside of the house. That's what she always said. They'll think you're crazy. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So the story goes, the story as she told us was she was in bed one night and a man walked into her bedroom and he was tall and he was handsome and he was dressed very well, like in a dark suit. He was wearing a hat and he had a cane. It was a fancy cane with a gold uh-huh. handle. He was obviously very wealthy, very well-dressed. He walked into her no, bedroom. I don't know about you guys, but I'm thinking I'm scooting over. <laughs> <laughs> like right here. The <laughs> <laughs> way you're describing him. <laughs> All right. Thank you. And so he sat on the edge of her bed and he turned to her and said, why did you go there? And he was angry. And so grandma was taken aback by this and a little confused, not because a strange person walked into her bedroom, right? That happened all the time, but that it was his tone. He was accusatory (gasps) and mean and he said, why did you go there? And she's, she's confused. And she said, I don't, who are you? I don't know what you're talking about. And so he said, I told you not to go there. And she's like, okay, hold on a minute. And so she's going through her head. Like I didn't go anywhere. What is this person talking about? And so she's going through her head. She goes, the only place I went today was church. And he said, that's where you went. Ooh. And he took his cane and with the fancy handle, he pushed up his hat. And she saw two horns. No. Yes. <gasps> oh, I just got the chills. Oh my and God. I did too. And that's when she knew that it was <gasps> Satan who had come oh God. to oh. confront her about her going to church every day. Anyway, so she was such a believer. Her go-to was the Blessed Mother. We call Jesus's mom, the Virgin yeah. Mary. We were taught to call her the Blessed Mother. Mm-hmm. And she said, Blessed Mother, come and step on his head. And he vanished when she asked for help and then she prayed to the blessed mother and oh she was my God, fine my and, and she's going. Like, can you imagine thro- knowing that story and mom being like oh you're going to sleep over at grandma's I'm like <laughs> Heck right. no i'm not my first that. thought is i wanted to be like first of all do not take that tone with me <laughs> like right? coming into my room mm-hmm. oh right? my god no but why 
life, she would, and I, Jill, I don't know if you remember this too, but throughout her life, she would tell different stories of how it, she was attacked in okay. different ways. Yeah. Knocked down, I want to say on the church stairs right. one day, she was knocked down the stairs or even just working in her yard. She Doing was, laundry. You know what I mean? Yeah. So anyway, this is a common theme in her life. And I think that that's a good point, Michelle, when you do open yourself up to this, especially yeah. if you do good work, grand yeah. dead people were coming to her for prayers yeah. and she was giving them that she was doing light yes, work. So right. I think it made her vulnerable to an entity well, attracted. that maybe they were attracted to her because she was doing good work. Right. Now, if he came to her and he was like, let's party, hey, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> then you'd be like, maybe my choices are a little off. Right. Right yeah. Right. Yeah. That is so interesting. And I've seen a couple mediums and I've always said, my husband's not going to come through because he was so like against it. And he was not against it, but saying, if you let in the good, you're also letting in the bad. And I'm like, he's not going to come through because he's going to be like, I told you uh, not to do this. <laughs> we can always try what I, how I read specifically to get to people that have crossed over. I read oh, their picture specifically, yeah. like their eyes, the window yeah. is cool. And it's oh. like knowing their phone number. I'll be like, Michelle's calling. And then we can work that way. That's he may so or may cool. not. He yeah, may yeah. Be thinking differently now. You've had a few mediums that have said that he's been there. I have. Yeah. But I'm also, I'm a you little have to be skeptical. skeptical. To I be. am a little skeptical. Yeah. We had a medium recently and she, I had messaged her on Facebook and then she didn't get back to me for a while. I'm like, oh, she's totally scoping up my Facebook and like researching everything about me. So that's like the skeptical side of me thinking that, but she did say a few things where I was like, okay, wow, that's interesting. And I was having dinner with a friend yesterday and I was telling her about it. And she's like, this is crazy. You weren't blown away by this. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm just like emotionally blocked or what it is, but it just, it didn't hit me in a way that made me like amazed. When I read for people, I usually start by getting evidentiary information, not something that I can like Facebook. Like the other day that I was at a wedding, this woman's husband came through and he was saying how cold she kept the bedroom. He was saying that he would like just shiver at night. So I said like those kind of stuff. So that's the kind of information, like what's going on in their lives. Did you just like wallpaper a room or yeah. something, things like that, that come through. And then once that's established, when my client feels comfortable, like, okay, this is that, then I can start getting the more personal information. But if I, because if you don't have that, okay, this is it, then nothing mm -hmm. I say that's meaningful and for your higher good is going to matter. That's how I like to work. But the you can always try it. I'm free for you, girl. <laughs> you just, you know, we'll just get on the Zoom and we'll just talk and have fun and see if it, if he comes through and if you can I if love you it. feel comfortable. Yeah, so, I would love that. Jill, I want to tell her about Wendy's. Oh my Lord. <laughs> tell her about Wendy's. I was reading for this woman across the country. She was wanting me to connect with someone who passed. And she said, well, I told her what to make you okay. say if you're legit. And I'm like, great. Always yeah, happens. Right. No pressure. It always yeah. Happens, right? <laughs> yeah. No pressure at all. So I, that rabbit you know, right out. I have my cards and I'm zoning out the way I do. And the only thing that comes to mind is the logo for Wendy's restaurant. Do you have Wendy's yeah. in Canada? Okay. So, you know, the little girl, right? Yeah. The circle and she's got the blue dress and the pigtails. And so I'm seeing this in my head and I'm like, I am not saying this. <laughs> I'm not saying this. If it's wrong, please don't make me say this if it's wrong. And so I push it out of my head and then it comes back. And now the blues in my head, the blues are super blue on her little dress and her hair is like so bright. And it's like flashing in my mind's eye. So I'm like, okay, spirit, I hope I don't look like an a-hole, right? <laughs> yeah. So I go, all right, I'm sorry, but the only thing that I'm seeing right now is the logo for Wendy's with the little red-haired girl with pigtails and the woman starts to freak out. And I go, I didn't even really say anything yet. Like, what, what is, what's the issue? And she goes, I told my grandmother to make you say red hair if it was her. Oh, oh so God. interesting. Yeah. So reach out to your husband yeah. and say, and give him something yeah. him yourself. Yeah. Make someone say this. Sorry to set up. But I know firsthand that can work. So that's why I'm saying, you know, what is so funny. As soon as you said, Wendy's, my stomach dropped and I instantly felt sick because my husband worked at Wendy's. <gasps> See? <laughs> He Wendy's is the gift that keeps years. giving Jennifer. <laughs> yeah. That is crazy, Michelle. That's spirit. That's literally yeah. spirit. Because Jennifer and I talked oh, about the things we were going to talk God. about today. 
not that story, Jennifer. That's so wild. Yeah. So you guys grew up with this sort of like the mystical gifts in your families, but did you guys just wake up one day and you're like, oh, now I talk to dead people. Or was your grandma like, listen, ladies, you're going to be talking to dead people and here's how. And then it was more like Sabrina, the teenage witch where you had like <laughs> lessons with family. I'm going to let Jennifer Mentors. start because I like when she says really sweet things about me. So go. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Oh my God. Even though Jill and I are sisters, we really had a very different experience growing up because I was the oldest of four in a dysfunctional household and she was the youngest of four. So she was the baby. So I remember Jill as a baby. And from the very start, she was different. And I say that with 100% honesty. She always even though the world was crumbling around us, she was always happy. She always had this strange <laughs> sense of hope. Like, you're like, you're seeing so this. And, and like, right. Just to let you know, I always was a mess. You know what I mean? So I was just a happy, messy child, you know? So you would raise something wrong with that one. She's like a street urchin, like the 1910 kids, like yeah. with no shoes yes. on running the streets. No, seriously. And she had imaginary friends from a very young age, but she could tell you like weird details about her imaginary friends. She had three of them. Jill, would you like to explain? Well, there was Lady <laughs> Timmy and Alice and Timmy, for whatever reason, was a, was my beau <laughs> at a very oh. young age. And they were just, they were different. Like Lady was very maternal. She was the lady. She was like making sure Alice was just like my friend. And then Timmy and I, we were a thing. But it was really just, I noticed things like at a young age, like I, like weird things. Not, I didn't think I was speaking to ghosts. Like grandma and my mom and our aunt Jeannie were so intuitive and mystical in their own right. I only compared myself to them. So I'm like, I'm not doing what they're doing. I'm just a little off. I'm just... Like I would just notice if you stare at something long enough, your mind kind of like it changes, it gets bigger, yeah. your mind zones out. I remember yeah. doing that laying outside mom's bedroom door, looking at the big light, Jen, talking mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. And then when Jennifer and I went, I always thought, am I doing this? Like I had experiences yeah. where I went to the grave side of our family members with our grandma and we do, we would clean the graves for like our family members. Mm-hmm. And the first time a spirit came to me is when I was at the cemetery with grandma and we use, cause we, our family is buried in a huge Catholic Chicago cemetery. Mm. So it's really hard to know where your people are from the road. So we use this woman's headstone. Her name is Yolanda. So if you get by Yolanda and you walk straight ahead, you're going to get to grandpa and Jeannie. We were coming back to the car with our tools and I'm like, grandma, can I clean off Yolanda's grave? Because she's so good to us. (laughs) Now for Yolanda, I'd be it's the least you can do to Yolanda. Cemetery. Yeah, exactly. And so she's like, "Baby, you can't just clean other people's graves." And I'm like, "We grandma, it's Yolanda. It's we know her." <laughs> and so as I was cleaning her, she's like, "Fine, baby, do it." So as I was cleaning her grave, I got this image of this little Eastern European adorable lady in a living room, and I was like, "What was?" That? And it was so different from the way I usually think, and it was just like popped, and I knew she was saying thank you so that was my first that happened yeah. and I didn't tell anybody and but how then I old were like you 19 so that was my first wow that happened Jen you, you had been reading I say reading quote unquote for your friends for a oh, long yeah. time even as a teenager if one of your girlfriends had a boyfriend they'd bring you a picture and Jill would look at the eyes and tell them about the person yeah so yeah cool. we would always say a thing like tell I need your angels mm-hmm. like I'll call that's a, this that's the language we use like, I need your angels right. that means shut off your ego mind because I need you to talk to your higher self or your angels and tell me what you think I still do that to Jennifer yeah, I'm like, okay I need that. your angels I'm not yeah, talking to you I'm talking to your angels <laughs> it's annoying <laughs> Yeah, for real. So oh my gosh, that was the so other cool. thing, Jill, that I remember you saying that that's really freaky is as a kid, I was the one who was, I was doing everything right. I was the oldest. I was in charge. I was taking care of you she guys. Had you were always in trouble. Or three kids at a very <laughs> young age. She really did. But you were always in trouble always. with like grandma and grandpa. And no one understood you, me. Yeah, I know. Mm. And I remember you telling me that in your head, you would say, they'll get me when they're dead. Like they'll understand me when they're like, as a child to think that's spooky. Yeah, that is. 
So and I needed a mystical friend to play with. <laughs> and so I like Jen, because she was busy, she was just working so hard to get out of poverty that we were yeah. living in. So mm-hmm. it was like dual master's degree. And I would talk to her a lot about like just playing with, and she's like, you're abusing your angels. Like you should not be talking to the dead to find a parking space. And I'm like, oh my God, it totally works. So I was like coasting Jennifer for so long. I'm like, come on, stop being such a party pooper. And then what happened? A part of it was like, I was not comfortable opening myself up to that world because like you said, Michelle, you let the good in with the bad. Like, I don't know who I'm talking to. For a long time, I'm like, yeah, I have I have important things to do on this world, in this world. <laughs> it wasn't until my grandma died. My grandma passed away. And then she came to me in dreams and I knew she was with me. And then I felt comfortable because grandma, she's not going to let anything happen to me. So if I open right. up and I ask grandma for help, she's going to be like the gatekeeper, yes, yeah. right? Not going to let anything bad come to me. So it was that time when I really started to develop that part of myself that I had closed off for so long. So after grandma died, we were sitting in her kitchen and I have in Jennifer's kitchen and I have a lot of people that have passed away prematurely, like a whole army. There's like a lot of them. So I was trying to get a free reading from Jennifer and I was like, open (laughs) yourself up and tell me. And she literally just sat there. And what was funny is that, like she said, we're seven years apart. Of course, we have friends that I have friends that Jennifer's familiar with. Yeah. But a lot of people that died, like I lived in different states a lot. So she didn't know many of them. And I was so crazy impressed because it was like just one day she decided and then. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it worked. But I felt it worked because grandma was there and she was like letting the spirits in to talk to me. And what about your other two siblings? Do they also do it? Have it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they do it and they have it. Our one sister does astrology and she's really good at it. Our other sister, to be honest, we don't really talk to her too much. We're estranged. Um, I would just say this in a nutshell, just to put a button on it, just because you're psychic doesn't mean you're not an a-hole. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, see totally. what I'm saying? I right. totally. People yeah. like psychics. They're all right. holy. They're yeah. all nice and love and no. No. Yeah. They're people. Jill, you said you were trying to get a reading from Jen. Is it because you <laughs> can't give yourself a reading? Or I just think if I had this ability, I don't want to talk to real people, like alive people. I'd be like, I'm busy. And I'd want to hang out with everybody coming through. No, honestly, honestly, that's a lot. Like when I'm depressed, I like retreat. I just need to be alone and just, I trust spirits more than I trust people to be honest. But the thing is that spirit is really nuanced, right? So they use your circle of reference to communicate complicated ideas or situations to you. Mm -hmm. So you'll like see a party or like songs in your head. So I have to really pay attention of, okay, why am I thinking this? And then I backtrack. Mm -hmm. I do this with my anxiety too. Like, why am I anxious right now? And then I backtrack to see where the anxiety comes from. Mm -hmm. I do the same thing with just my regular thought patterns to see like where this is coming from. I had this really freaky experience the other day. Like I told Jennifer, I was walking my dog, Bug, Bug the Beagle. Jen was at one of our family members shower. And I was thinking about mom and whatever, Jen at the shower And I said, oh, mom, I love you. And I go, hi, mom. And out of my own mouth came, hi, baby. And I was like, oh my God, that's the kind of stuff that happens. But this is the thing though, that's random and like far between when that happens, it's a smack in the face, but most of the time it's nuanced, right? It's the song that's stuck in your head. And that's why people, cause I, Jen and I really believe anyone can do this. Mm-hmm. That's why people aren't noticing that's their loved one Yeah, because yeah. of right. that nuance. You were talking about that. Your grandma came to you a lot in dreams. My husband is in almost every single one of my dreams. Mm. Is that really him? Or is that just like my, mm. I'll speak from my experience. And I know Jill, you have your dream experiences too, but when a spirit comes to me in my dream, it's almost like I'm having a dream. And then out of nowhere, is it's almost like a cameo in a movie, right? It You're is. watching Alfred Hitchcock and then all of a sudden, wait a minute, that's Alfred Hitchcock. In, yeah. in the scene, there he is. It's like that in my dream. I'm having this crazy dream. It doesn't make any sense. And then all of a sudden it's grandma. You know what I mean? And then most of the time they will come into my face because apparently I'm really clueless. So they'll come into my face and <laughs> hold my face. 
like, and get in my face and say something to me or embrace me. And then I wake up and I know that it was the spirit who took that, who took advantage of my dream state to tell me something that grandma did that. She came up to me and she held me. And then she told me something. My mom has done the same thing. My aunt, my dad has come to me. So that's how I know that it's a real visitation because they make it known by an embrace, mm. a touch. What about you, Jill? Um, so my mom, she's always, she's, she's always with, with you. Yeah, she's, she's always like, with me. Right. She's like always in my dream. My friends that passed away, like sometimes it'll be a cameo or sometimes like randomly, I'll just get them in dreams or whatever. But when grandma comes to me in a dream, it's like, I'm a, like, she's not afraid of my grandma, but she's usually telling me like, prepare. Like oh, something's happening yes. and their timeline's off. So it can be like three to six months. And I'm like, oh man, I don't know what's going to happen, but something's going to happen. Yeah. And like, that kind of stuff like happens and I appreciate it, but it's like this weird glitch. Like it's always like months before. Right. And for a while, it was every New Year's day, New Year's Eve night, I would have a dream about my grandma and she would tell me something that's going to happen, but not like in the most cryptic, if you can use words, like yeah, what yeah. is it going to be? Like, I don't know why. Just they like can't point just... to a calendar, grandma. Right. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> right. So that happened with my grandma and my mom did that on New Year's day, 2020. And she came to me and she's like, I'm here because a storm's coming. And in my dream, I start like putting my cats in a carrier and I'm like, do I need to get all the cats? And she's just like, okay, no. She's like, relax. I'm just telling you a storm's coming. And I remember telling my therapist, She's like, could be anything. I'm like, a storm? And that sounds pretty serious, Dr. Lisa. And uh, then it's freaking COVID. Oh. Yeah. So anyway, so that's the kind of stuff that happens in my dreams. Jill, how many cats do you have? I have two cats and a dog. Oh, you just made it sound. You were like, do I need to get all the cats? And I just (laughs) had like, at the time I only had three cats. Okay. So like in my dream, they didn't, one of them didn't, doesn't like anyone. So I'm like, what do I do with this kid in my dream? Yeah. Because it was like, here. So the <laughs> other funny. thing too, is that Jill has asked the spirits to have her remember her dreams and I have not. So oh. when I wake up and remember a dream, I know it's significant. Right. Jill has asked the spirits that she remembers her dream. And she also listens to specific brainwave head- on headphones every night to oh. it- Induce dreaming. Okay. Here's a question I always think to ask, and then I forget. Why can't you win the lottery? So I believe two things about that. Jen, tell me what you think first. I think that like you were saying earlier, Jill, the way that spirit communicates is by using your own references and the messages are nuanced. So, I mean, I don't get information like lottery numbers. That's not right. something that I get. I also think that a spirit gives you what you need, not, I don't know. So Go ahead. I think two things. There is a metaphysical philosophy that you actually can get. Like yeah, lottery numbers? Yeah, remote viewing. Mm-hmm. And the CIA had developed a process by which you could remote view. And some of these remote viewers they claim that they have ju- done just that, but they don't, you don't publicize it because it's like you're cheating, right? You're like yeah. cheating the state. Auto- it's like fraud. So there is that philosophy. I personally started reading a book. To- <laughs> I'm not there yet because I legit would love to do that. But realistically, like in my soul work, I know that we sign up for things specifically in this life so that you can progress your soul's journey. And so for whatever reason, I'm going to be chubby and I'm going to (laughs) struggle with money and emotional eating. Like Jill, are we twins? Yeah. (laughs) For soul work. (laughs) Yeah, that's funny. Working on your psychic ability really is soul work. It's not as simple is getting the winning numbers. It's so much more complicated than that. And it's triggering, it's Mm -hmm. raw, it's inner work. I think the biggest misnomer about psychic work is that people don't understand how vulnerable it is. Like Jen and I, everyone's like, oh, we want to come with you. And you just don't feel comfortable with all your guards down. Like you really have to put down walls to receive information. Yeah. Yeah. Think about a jerk at Walmart or some ramp. You're like, dude, bad day much. If you didn't had all your 
your spidey's open and your guard down, that just is so much harder to take. How is it that like everybody kind of reads differently? Like you do stuff with the eyes, Jennifer with cards, Mm -hmm. you said, and some people will feel physically a certain way when they're reading. Like, why is it all different or is it all that different? Do you want me to take it or you? You can go. My favorite analogy for psychic work is singing. So you're like, what you're asking is like, why is someone an alto as opposed to a soprano? What you do, like some people sing to be an opera singer. Some people sing to be Lady Gaga. Some people sing to entertain themselves. So I feel like it's where you feel comfortable. I feel comfortable doing the eyes thing because I I feel like it's easier than sitting there and being like anyone and Wolfie Goldberg from Ghost. And people pay for my time. And that can be really time consuming. So I found like I am like the queen of shortcuts. If I can shortcut anything, I'm like, let's do it. I don't need to, I don't need to prove myself in that way. So that's why I do that. I find Jennifer really loves the cards. Mm -hmm. I love Jen's interpretation of cards. Again, I'm like the lazy psychic. I'm like, "Eh." you know what I mean? Like I use like what's sticking out for me, but Jen has a rich understanding of the the history of the cards and the okay meaning. i think that we all can experience information in different ways not just psychics but everybody even if you don't consider yourself a psychic i think that you can if you open yourself up you'll realize that sometimes you might get an image sometimes you might hear something sometimes you might feel something right sometimes you might get a memory that is is information there are different ways to get information from spirit as you start to develop these gifts you're going to find that one method is easier than another Mm -hmm. the same way like one subject was easier for you in school than another it's just like your natural aptitude but you can learn all the subjects it's just some are harder than others so for the podcast how did you guys decide because you were already doing these sister road trips so Mm -hmm. when did it become like hey we should start a podcast so Jill was kicking around for years, like 2017, 18, she was talking to different groups of friends that she was making and studying her psychic abilities and wanting to take it to the next level. And she was talking to her friend, Ryan, and she was talking to another friend about doing a podcast. And she was telling me about it. And I was like, oh, do you think we could do a podcast? And she's like, yes, I do. I think we could. <laughs> and I was like, I have nothing to say to you. So literally, she that. was like, yeah, I did. I did like, say that. I'm like, I have nothing to, to talk say to you. to you about it all. Just I know. know that would be the worst. <laughs> uh, but then it was like in our heads, right? Could we do a podcast So we were on one of our little fun trips. We were just driving around Illinois and we stopped at this, this town called Seneca, which is a small town in Illinois. And we were doing what we do. We use our spidey senses, our psychic abilities, and we just we found this old church and it felt super weird and eerie. And then right close was the cemetery that was off the hook haunted. Oh and we God. kept getting like all of this information about like premature deaths and tragedies. And it just was so foreboding and creepy. We took out our phones. We're like, okay, we have to know right now what happened because this is ridiculous. And so on our phones, we found out that church where we were like poking around was the actual site where this French priest who was a missionary and his exploratory group was slaughtered by the Kickapoo people who were living in the region in the 16th. in the 1680s. And from what we could tell, it started this domino effect of tragedies because of that intense situation that happened, like where we were standing. And then it hit us at that moment, this could be a podcast. Mm -hmm. And we could talk about our experiences Mm -hmm. using our abilities to find these stories. And then the, the stories of the people, you know, that lived in these places. But that was only like the first half of it because our first time that we went out as podcasters then to find a story, we were in, in Michigan and we happened upon this little town, Nashville, Michigan. And we met a spirit of a young girl there who her name was Gertrude. We call her Gertie. And Gertie died tragically in Nashville, Michigan. And we believed that the circumstances surrounding her death were covered up by the prominent people she was working for. And we believe that her death was glossed over and misunderstood at the time. And there was a lot more going on. And so we were compelled to give Gertie a voice in our very first episode. And that changed everything. After that, Gertie was like our spirit muse. Mm -hmm. And ever since then, we always ask spirit, we set the intention to lead us to a story that gives voice to the voiceless. So Gertie taught us it's not about us. 
Right. It's about someone else giving voice. Yeah, it's not to about how psychic we are. Yeah. It's right. not about how cool we look. It's literally every time we find a story, it's who's the voiceless. So I you literally that. just go on these trips. You don't plan out where you're going. You don't plan out, oh, this place is obviously haunted. We're gonna go here. We have like when so Jen works in education and mm-hmm. I'm a recycling broker by day. So we are like, we'll be like, okay, we're gonna go to Louisiana, but we have no clue where we're going to stop or what we're going to find between here and Louisiana. So we'll just get behind the wheel of car and be like, and we're off. We drive around and we take pictures and we do fun Jill and Jen mess around. We mess around. (laughs) We do. We sometimes the energy is so strong in a place that we are just legit foolish. If anyone was like watching us, they would be like, wow, they're like (laughs) skipping and talking to themselves, taking notes. Like it's embarrassing. It's really so cool. And so do you go out? once a week like how do you schedule I know your little road trip <laughs> and working and all I'm stressing me out Michelle it's literally out. 20 pounds for real I'm not like it's been so much but you know what's worked we figured out that we could do a road trip twice a year and determine our starting place our ending place and then just wander and find stories along the way and then we take a notebook and we have notebooks full of our impressions and our experiences and then when we get home, that's when the research starts. Okay. And we go, right. okay, we were in Ridgeway, South Carolina. Let's right. see what we were saying. Okay, let's research Ridgeway. Well, and I have to tell you, the research is intuitive as well. Yes. Right. So yes. that's part of it because you can go down rabbit holes out of rabbit hole, like just over and over. Some of what we're finding is we find really cool people that may not be our voiceless, but like someone needs to bring this person up. So like we had started another series inside the same podcast, More Voices from the Road. So they may not have been our voiceless, but when we were doing the research, we found them and we love them. And now we're talking about That's you. so cool. I love that concept. And I wish yeah. I could say it was ours, but I really think like our mom, because as soon as Jen's like, this is our podcast then a hawk with two babies two baby hawks flew over us and that's my sign for our mom i really do believe that she's with us helping us yeah this is as much her project as it is ours it really is and she's so proud i still feel like weird ever since you said that Wendy's thing. I know I, that that is a sign for you because I did not plan. So yeah, I that up felt at all. instantly nauseous and I still do. It's so, that was so weird. That's like the most kind of like, holy shit moment that I've had. You know what I mean? Like that, yeah. like a clear sign. I think it's, I think totally that was for you. And I mm-hmm. feel like it's an indicator that he is warming up. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I love that so much. Aww. That is so cool. I just love you. Oh my God. We love you guys. I know. We said it last week, but we should have you on an episode of our wet Wednesday. Oh. Yes. And it's literally just, we record while drinking and it's video and we bring a topic and it ends up somewhere else. Awesome. It's love. so much fun. We just love We're it. In. Where is the best place people can find you? You can check out our website, commonmystics.net. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And we're also on Apple as well. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Wherever you're listening to your favorite pods, we're there. Common yeah. Mystics. We do have a book coming out oh, in what? 2023. Jennifer. Oh my God. Yeah, you're know? the first to know. <laughs> You're the first to know. You literally are the first to know. Yeah. Oh my God. God. Do you want me to cut this out? I'll cut it out if you want me to. No, I think she wants it. Yeah. I think we should start promoting it. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. I am. It is. If you let me. No, yelling at her. (laughs) Thank you. It is a book of some of our favorite episodes. It's not the transcripts. It's based on the transcripts, but we add more to the stories. So every chapter is a different story. And then we talk about a travel aspect, like what to know if you go and things that we learn from this trip. Yeah, it is a book of our stories. That is so amazing. That's so great. Even more reason for people to follow you. Yes. And we give little takeaways about what we learned from the experience and why it's relevant today. Yeah, oh, they call them our souvenirs. Oh, I love that. We're gonna have to have you guys back, and we will buy a copy. Mm-hmm. And it's oh my gosh, you I guys are like family now. Like oh, you're, you're our bougie cousins in the north. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. 
my God. All right, ladies, we'll have a really nice night. Thank you so much. We Sounds love you guys. Good. Thank you so much for having Thank us. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. You guys are lovely. We, I just love you. I feel oh, like I've known you forever. Oh my God. You guys are the best. I love it. We're just gushing over each other. Oh. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, you <laughs> hang up. <laughs> okay. okay. Bye. Thank you for Bye. everything. Hey, Michelle. Hey, Carling. Thank you so much to today's guest and to everyone for listening. If you're enjoying the show, there are many ways that you can help our podcast grow. Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Join us on our Patreon. Follow us on social media. Check out our merch store. Share our show with your friends. Download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you'd like to be a guest on our show, please message us on IG or Facebook. Have a great week and thank you so much for your support. Bye. Bye. Why are they still here? I guess I'll just turn up that outro music. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.